This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the IRS is about to get additional billions in its budget for added enforcement. Some feds in the West and Pacific Northwest expect some locality pay to be in their future. And a new report finds that federal employees' salaries are often much lower than their private sector peers. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Monday, August 8th, 2022. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. The Federal Salary Council is taking steps to add and adjust pay locality for some federal workers. The council has accepted recommendations from a working group to add Fresno, California and Spokane, Washington as new pay locality areas, which would impact about 11,400 employees. But before those new pay localities can become official, the president's pay agent, comprised of leaders from the Labor Department, Office of Management and Budget, and Office of Personnel Management, must finalize the recommendation. There are currently 53 pay localities for feds. After decades of funding cuts, the Internal Revenue Service stands to gain a lot from the Inflation Reduction Act the Senate passed yesterday. According to the Congressional Budget Office, $5.2 billion of the agency's $80 billion increase would arrive in the fiscal year that starts in October. The rest would be spread out over the next decade. Most of the new funding is dedicated to enforcement and improved customer experience. CBO estimates that the added enforcement funding would increase federal revenues by more than $200 billion over the next decade. The Pentagon announces a new general as the face of the Defense Department. Federal News Network Scott Massioni has more. For a year and a half, John Kirby stood behind the Pentagon podium and fielded questions from reporters. Now Kirby's off to a position at the White House and there's a new press secretary in town. Air Force Brigadier General Patrick Ryder is taking over as head spokesman at the Defense Department. Ryder currently serves as the Air Force Director of Public Affairs. He'll spend the next few weeks closing out those responsibilities before taking over the new position. Ryder served as the spokesman for the Joint Staff from 2017 to 2019. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The military's oversight of GPS systems for operations needs improvement, says GAO. The Government Accountability Office found DOD does not have enough information about its four alternatives to existing GPS systems so that the military services can make the best decisions. DOD relies on GPS for accurate position, navigation, and timing data. But cybersecurity threats and jamming can make the data unreliable. DOD is modernizing the technology with features like a stronger encrypted signal, known as M-code, and anti-jam antennas. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin declined D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser's request for the National Guard's help as thousands of migrants are arriving on buses from the south and southwest. Bowser said the Pentagon had concerns about the open-ended nature of the request. They also declined to allow the use of the D.C. Armory. The Federal Emergency Management Agency already donated $1 million to feed and shelter migrants, but the resources are running out. As of mid-July, about 5,200 migrants have arrived on buses from Texas, and as of August 3rd, more than 1,300 migrants 
have been bussed in from Arizona. A new report finds that federal employees' salaries are often significantly lower than those in the private sector. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman has more. The Federal Salary Council reports that in 2021, federal employees made an average of 22.5% less than private sector workers in similar positions. That's a slight drop from the last time the council calculated the pay gap at 23.1% in late 2020. The report comes as the White House is proposing a federal pay raise of 4.6% across the board for 2023. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. Donald Cravens Jr. will be the first Undersecretary of Commerce for the brand new Minority Business Development Agency, or MBDA. As the first Undersecretary, Cravens will oversee MBDA's work with the nation's 9.7 million minority-owned businesses. Cravens is an attorney and a former member of the Louisiana Legislature. Most recently, he served as the Chief Operating Officer at the National Urban League, leading DEI initiatives. The Department of Homeland Security is hiring a new director for its Procurement Innovation Lab. The lab sits under the Chief Procurement Officer at the DHS Management Directorate. It serves as a space where DHS can experiment with novel procurement approaches. The director is expected to be the department's principal advisor on non-traditional acquisition models like other transaction agreements and commercial solutions openings. The Education Department's Chief Information Officer is on the move. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. Education CIO Jason Gray is leaving his post later this month to take on the CIO job at the United States Agency for International Development. USAID hasn't had a permanent CIO since January. Gray is one of the longer-serving federal CIOs, having been with the Education Department since 2016. He oversaw the modernization of the agency's IT infrastructure and the shift from data centers to the cloud. The Education Department has yet to confirm his replacement. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. The Defense Department is adding a five-year extension to its program providing care to people with autism. The program was set to expire in 2023, but will now continue until at least 2028. The Comprehensive Autism Care Demonstration for TRICARE-eligible beneficiaries provides applied behavior analysis services to service members and their families. DOD says it's expanding the program's time frame because it needs more time to evaluate its effectiveness. A landmark federal program for children's health care turns 25. The Children's Health Insurance Program, or CHIP, marked a quarter century on Friday. In President Biden's comments on the anniversary of the Medicaid program, which was established as part of the Balanced Budget Act of 1997, he noted that Medicaid has since given health insurance coverage to 6 million children. While funding for CHIP is set to expire in another five years, researchers at Georgetown University recommend changes to program eligibility and having permanent quality measures. More than ever, community-led partners and public engagement are driving scientific innovation for agencies. From fiscal 2019 to fiscal 2020, the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy reported a record 172 prize competitions and challenges and 97 crowdsourcing and citizen science activities. GSA's two web platforms, challenge.gov and citizenscience.gov, are increasingly used to engage the public in competitions. At the recent Open Innovation Forum, GSA Administrator Robin Carnahan said it's government's job to create easy ways to engage the public and generate ideas. 
Find these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. And for the Federal Newscast of Monday, August 8, 2022, I'm Peter Masurlian. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.